Hello and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson and I'm the founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Greg Davis, Group Product Marketing Manager for Intercom. I met up with Greg at SAS North in Ottawa. Hope you enjoy it. Today I'm pleased to have Greg uh, from Intercom. Yes. Uh, your title, exact title? It's Group PMM. I knew it was something complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, um, yeah, so it, it's not senior and it's not director. Somewhere in between, I guess. <laughs> Pretty important guy, but you know. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> okay, really. so um, how long have you been uh, with Intercom? Uh, we're going on like, I think three years, nine months, or two years, nine months right now. So yeah. Um, so actually, it's starting to feel like a bit of an old timer there. Surprisingly, it doesn't seem like that long a time, but... It must have changed a lot. Uh, oh yeah, when I was first hired, I think we were in like the 80-some employees, and now we're in like the 410 plus wow. range so uh, a tremendous amount of change and growth like uh has happened while i've been there so but i mean it's all up and to the right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like as they say it's yeah. uh, good problems good problems so what's what's your sort of background before you were at intercom and you know, sas marketing yeah generally? um i'd say like a little non-traditional path to becoming a marketer um or a product marketer specifically um so when I when I first graduated from college, I was a, a recruiter actually looking for engineers. Um, <laughs> strangely enough, and that's actually how I got kind of introduced to the tech space in general. And that was back in Boston. So did that for a few years, um, and then uh, became a financial consultant. Um, well, actually, between those two jobs, those two jobs, I was thinking about going to law school. Then my dad, who's a lawyer, talked me out of that and said I'd be miserable. So I didn't end up going to law school and became this took this financial consulting job, which was supposed to be in Zurich. But after like the sixth interview, they said, I hope you like San Francisco. So I flew out to San Francisco without right. having to know anyone. And, um, and then while I was there, I had a really great boss who kind of like had an entrepreneurial background and told him about kind of my ideas and at that point, I wanted to start a company, and he really encouraged me to do that. So then I quit that job and started my own tech company, which I did for three and a half years. Kind of the first part of that, I was running sort of sales for us and business development. And then the second half, I was actually doing product management. And uh, a great experience and a terrible one. Uh, raised money from investors, had a board. So you were a co-founder? Co-founder yeah. of that. Um, and then eventually ended up running it into the ground uh, and having to fire or let everybody go and wind down a company, which is terrible. So an incredibly stressful experience, but I got to see kind of both sides of the house, both um, sales and then also kind of like building a product. And what I learned was I'm not the best at either one of those. <laughs> and so, uh, but I like, I really want to understand what the customers are doing. Are, are, and I think enabling sales is really important because they're selling your product, which is, generates revenue, which is very important to your company, and then also appreciate how difficult it was to build even bad products. Yeah. It, it's really hard. Uh, good ones is incredibly, incredibly hard. And um, so then I was after that kind of wound down, I was trying to figure out what to do next, and I, and I realized that kind of like, man, there's this triangle of things that I like, customers, um, sort of sales, and product, and like, what's a job where you get to do all those things? 
and that's how I stumbled into product marketing, which you, you really have to be kind of like the second best at all of that stuff and really mm -hmm. deeply understand each kind of point on that triangle um, and what they need, what are their concerns, and be able to take information from one group and bring it to the other yeah. in order to make them successful. You are the filter. Yeah, or <laughs> the facilitator. Yeah, hopefully. And so uh, then I got a product marketing job at a big data analytics company. Uh, that was my first time doing it, actually, like, for, for, for money. <laughs> uh, and then um, then that got bought. And then uh, afterwards, I was trying to look for my next kind of step. And someone introduced me to Intercom, which is, uh, which from my experience founding company, I was like, wow, you can actually just talk to your customers and know what they're thinking about the things you build. Mm. Like, if I knew that, maybe I would have made many fewer mistakes. Yeah. And so, like, just the what the company was doing just absolutely resonated with me and solved a problem that I had when I was a founder. Cool. I mean, that's a, a, a great story. Sometimes you've got to learn those hard mistakes to appreciate the value of something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It definitely makes you connected to it when, yeah. you, when you have the problem. Yeah. So um, thinking a bit more about, uh, you know, the, the sort of your journey, if you like, with SaaS product marketing, has there been anything that sort of hit you like a blinding flash of obvious where you did something obviously you talked about the, the business that you ran before and ran it into the ground <laughs> that was a, a great life lesson um, but has there been anything maybe more recently with Intercom where you thought yeah you know this this particular you know we did this we tried this it worked really well or this completely bombed uh, but we learned the lesson well, one thing that, that you can it, talk about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess one thing that like uh, that really surprised me when I came to Intercom was how important our blog was in the content we produce. Mm. Uh, we, I think we still we read multiple articles a week. I think that we release a podcast at least once a month. Yeah. Um, and I'd never really appreciated or put that much stock into like content and like mm. building a thought leadership voice and investing so heavily in it and that's something that Intercom had been doing since the very beginning this kind of sharing lessons learned uh, best practices all these different things uh, through this medium of the blog and we have I think, tens of thousands of readers of this blog and it, it's the reason why when so many people come to work for Intercom they say like yeah your blog was like an incredibly important reason why I wanted to work here and I don't think a lot of people invest, um, especially early stage companies like Series ABC, uh, in 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 this kind of potentially really valuable resource, which is like sharing your voice and your opinions about the world and kind of how you think about building software or marketing it or even selling and sharing those best practices. Because like so many of us are just sort of like, especially when I was doing my start, like wandering in the dark, just looking for like someone to tell me like, hey, is this the right thing to do? And so. People really appreciate that, and that wasn't something that I had fully appreciated uh, before joining Intercom. Yeah, you, or you guys are prolific content creators, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, well, it used to be like one of our quarterly goals to eat every, like almost every person, to like write a piece of content. Yeah, yeah, it's very diverse. And so, um, but yeah, that was not something that I really considered doing before. Blogging mm. was an afterthought. So, how does? Uh Greg Davis, the very busy product marketer with a weird title. Uh, yes, yeah. It's not that weird. Yeah. Group, whatever. Moderately uh, weird. How do, you, um, how do you make sure that, how do you keep what you're doing like, like fresh? How do you go about 
keeping up to date with things, learning new stuff? You know, what habits do you have as a person to make sure that you, you continue to grow as a person without getting burnt out? <sighs> without getting burnt. Um, I, I think it's a. Uh... I think it's just like so embedded in our company culture and ethos that like we're trying to outdo ourselves and trying to stay cutting edge in whatever we're doing, whether it's a landing page, whether it's the content, whether it's the copy. There, there's no sense of like, hey, that was really good. Let's just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that, that stuck with me is like Owen, our CEO, coming out of holiday break last year, said basically something to the effect of, I don't know if we can, I don't know if I want to uh, measure this, and, and I don't think it's possible, but my hope for you all this year is that you're 10x more creative in whatever you're doing, whether it's selling, whether it's writing code, whether it's marketing. Um, I, I want you to find the space and like have the opportunity and be in the headspace where you're trying to be 10x more creative than you were last year, which is like a really interesting ambition yeah it's it's totally immeasurable incredibly lofty but like it's just sort of a mindset that like we should always be pushing boundaries we should always be trying for something new if our if we're seeing the messages that we're using out in the marketplace Mm. it's time for us to rethink those because that's no longer it's becoming a commodity and it's no longer something that's fresh and impactful so you were speaking uh earlier we're at sas north yes (laughs) um what, what, what were you speaking on? I didn't, unfortunately, have the opportunity to see you. But. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I was speaking on uh, basically some learnings from a project we've been working on for kind of over the last year, which is um, to see if we can bring our support products um, slightly up market. So right now we're a really good, or actually very good uh, tool for smaller companies to support their customers. Yeah. But at a certain scale, um, we, we become less good. <laughs> And um, and that's something that we feel because we use our support products to support our more than yeah. twenty thousand customers. So like we feel these pains as much as anybody. And so we set out on this program of work to see if we can up level this this product to be better for larger customers. And we wanted to think about like what does it mean to do that. And so it brought us to sort of a lot of the thinking about product market fit. Yeah. And where we came down is that each time you move from a different segment of customers to another, uh, they probably have slightly different needs, and you have to probably look at it as reestablishing your product market fit. It's not some transferable property. Just yeah, it's not set and forget. Yeah, it's a, like it's not, and it's not going to like protect you as a moat from like your competition, no. either from above or below. Yeah. And so we just started thinking more critically about this thing called product market fit and some of the lessons that we learned about, like kind of along our way trying to figure out, like, is this a good framework for like trying to do something like move up market? Cool. Uh, Well, I'm sorry I missed it, but uh, (laughs) no doubt it will be uh, available in lots of uh, various formats. (laughs) Hopefully. We had had some tech issues at the beginning, so hopefully they edit those out. And what you got lined up for the rest of the show, just enjoying it, hanging out? Uh, I'm excited to see some of the other speakers. Um, I've never been to Ottawa before, so like... I want to walk around and see what's here. Um, It's kind of like I'm from the Northeast, so it's like kind of nice to be back in the Northeast and have seasons. So, uh, yeah, kind of all that. You enjoying the snow? I actually really love the snow, so I wish there was a bit more. smattering, not quite enough. Not enough, but. Greg, thank you very much. It was great to meet you, and thank you very much for uh, taking your time out. Your busy show. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Greg. For more info on Intercom, please visit www.intercom.com. Next week, I'll be talking with Ollie Gardner from landing page software Unbounce. 
For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, please visit www.47insights.com slash podcast. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, get in touch via that page. Until next time.